0: So this session is about compelling performances. What is a compelling performance? What is it about a performance that makes us remember for the rest of our lives? What are some elements of someone else's performance that we'd like to emulate? What is it, what is it about a compelling performance that moves us or makes us remember to so at least say, I, I want to do that again, I want to make that happen again. I'd like to engender that again. that are true in every artistic endeavor? For instance, is there something about um, the way uh, it touches us that is also could also be true in, in art, in dance, in sculpture, whatever? Are there elements across the board in the performances that are true?
1: We'll answer some of these questions, and I hope we just pique our imaginations and
0: think a little bit about those elements as we talk together. So here's some questions we're going to talk about, including what makes one com- a performance compelling, and gripping, and moving, and another performance good. And I'm always struck when I go to an ACDA convention and we hear performance after performance after performance, and we are so moved by one, and another performance we're not. And and you can talk to the person beside you, and they can be absolutely overwhelmingly moved by the one that. Why did it touch me so and not that person? Or why does it touch both of the so? Why does a performance uh, sound natural or inevitable? You know what I, mean? what I mean by inevitable is if you were telling a story. One note leads to the, leads to the other it doesn't sound contrived. It doesn't sound manipulated. It doesn't sound forced. It just feels absolutely natural. It, it, the crescendos are not too much. We're not over the top, the diminutive windows are not over the top, it just seems natural. And why does another performance feel labored? just feels like hard work, like the, the performers are really working hard to make that happen and maybe didn't quite reach it. Why are we touched by one performance and impressed by another, but maybe not together? And how do subjectivity and objectivity relate? to the perception of whether performance is compelling or not. For instance, is is compelling performance uh, influenced by whether I'm a performer or whether I'm a listener? I was talking a little bit ago in that rehearsal about uh, people in the choir don't necessarily know what the sound of the choir is like. Uh, I mean, we all do that. People listen to performances and say, I have no idea. Um, a little story. I was on my way to church one Sunday morning. My wife and I were on our way to church in <coughs> Ann Arbor. On Sunday mornings, our local classical radio station used to have, they used to play choral music for about an hour on Sunday morning. It was called the Choral Hour and, and they would, play. we'd always listen because it was not the right time to go to church. And uh, a piece was playing and it was a piece for male chorus. and It was by David Conte and, uh, called Canticle. Well, I knew that piece and that piece is, starts huge and then it gets very quiet and it's this incredibly infectious rhythm. It goes all the way to the end and basically it's composed for And I thought, well, I'd do that a little bit faster. It seems a little too slow. Oh, if it were my performance, I'd just, you the not know, we'll back and forth. The next piece that came on was a piece by Ron Nelson called The Whole Man. Maybe some of you know that piece is a standard now. For Behold, behold, man, I find that he's new. I really don't like the vowel code that was a little too spread. And, and I thought, by this time, we'll be no, in here. You know in I'm teasing. And so well, we listened to the rest of it, and they said, you've hey, been listening to Jerry Blackstone,
1: the University of Michigan Men's Glee Club. right Curses. <laughs>
0: And then I realized that the, the, those recordings that had been made uh, during a tour performance, the men's book was on tour, we gave a concert at Cornell University in, in Ithaca, New York, And the situation was a wonderful situation. And uh, the chapel Cornell is beautiful, the sound is wonderful in the chapel Cornell, and uh, the audience had been very enthusiastic and supportive, and the, the ensemble members have been completely engaged and singing from their hearts. And I remember thinking, you oh, know that performance, that was a good performance. We really communicated to that. And then with objective ears, you hear that performance, you hear all the flaws. You hear that it isn't really quite in tune as much as you remember. You hear that the tempo that you lived in is different than the tempo that you imagine, perhaps. Do subjectivity and objectivity play a part in whether a performance we consider compelling not? <clears throat> are compelling performances just a compilation of intense feelings, or are there specific elements that we can identify? I hope there are as we go through this time. <clears throat> can a compelling performance be replicated? Could we do the David Conte Canticle tonight? And it, and it be thrilling and, and moving and, and powerful and poignant and do it again tomorrow night and have the same thing happen? Or is it is it a one-time occurrence? How does a conductor affect compelling performance? Practically, right. a conductor does the compelling performance. It really is the result of the leadership of the conductor. Uh, but how does, it, how does a conductor shape that and, and cause it and what's the role of example in the development of compelling performances? For instance, can an amateur group give compelling performance? We all know the answer that, is yes. Can a children's choir give compelling performance? We all know the answer is yes. Do they have a lot of experience now? They're not, they have very little experience. Compelling performances are not the result only of lots of experience. They're not the results of the most Gifted musicians. They're the result of what is is pulling that group together. <clears throat> and then the last point: What
1: is the role of the music itself? Are some pieces compelling by their very
0: nature? The answer is yes. Um, for several years, uh, well, seventeen or so, I, I spent at least two weeks of the summer I went into the music camp uh, leading the high school choir program that that the University of Michigan held there and then then the dean asked me to lead the program and so it was a band and an orchestra and a choir and so we were there for six weeks or so and (coughs) one summer I hired a really wonderful young conductor uh, to lead the orchestra and the orchestra that year had good players, not great players, who were okay Strings were okay. Nobody that I recall being stellar. A fantastic faculty, wonderful conductor, wonderful string coaches and so on. But they were doing Shostakovich and I would sit in on those rehearsals and be moved to tears every single rehearsal because of that piece. Because it is so beautiful and so moving and you know, if you know anything about the background, what Shostakovich was going through with with Stalin and Stalin saying, you will write the communist piece or you will write more. And Stalin saying, okay, I'll give you that communist piece. And you hear what he how he manipulated that and made it triumphant with that sort of undercurrent of, I really don't believe this. Yeah. And knowing a little bit about that made it just so powerful to sit in on rehearsals that were not perfect, but compelling. Um, I am
1: always moved by marching bands. I adore marching bands. I,
0: my wife is a recovering drummer, bugle for uh, Ollie. Only, only she would say, I'm not recovering. I am still a drummer, bugle for But uh, There is something so wonderful about watching a middle school band march by. There is, We call that MBS in our household, that's marching band syndrome. Because there is something so incredibly wonderful about all of those kids working so hard and to do it all at the same time and make music together at the same time, no matter how bad or how good they are, it always takes my breath away to stand in Michigan Stadium when the Michigan marching band walks in and plays the hymn fanfare. It's just thrilling. It's compelling every single time, and I've heard it a few times in my own life, even at the university. And it has very little to do with football. And it has a whole lot to do with everybody doing it together. Okay. So what we're going to do is listen to some recorded examples of pieces that I about performances that I think are compelling. And for some of you, they will be compelling. For others of you, they will not be compelling. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but what I want us to do is to listen. For the first time, we're going to listen to something through. There you are. And we're going to listen to this performance um, all the way through. And then we to to ask you for some responses. And I want us today to not, uh, we're going to listen critically, but I don't want us to list anything of the things that we don't like. I want us to say the things that we hear that were wonderful, or moving, or that could be imminent. Because my goal for this whole presentation would be for us to hear some new things to add to our imagination. That was so beautiful because it, that color, that communication of that text, that's my goal for this session. So, we're going to listen to this first piece. Um, and then, on the other side, we'll ask a few questions.
1: It's it's truly a beautiful voice. It's a countertenor. It's
0: David Daniels, a countertenor. the the ornamentation feels completely natural, and perhaps unplanned, perhaps spontaneous, yes, in the voice and in the instrument, yes, Mm very sensitive, in a sort of very elegant Every twenty years at that point my life. Every end of every phrase sounded different. The release of every phrase sounded different, and it sounded absolutely connected to the <clears throat> words they were projecting and the emotion they were communicating. And I thought, why can't they do that the wire? Let's make that more interesting instead of releasing at the same time. So let's look at this list uh, on your sheet, I think under letter B of uh, some specific elements, and so we're going to listen again, and we're going to listen even more specifically to the piece. First of all, it's a truly beautiful piece, is it not? I mean, maybe one of the most beautiful melodies in Western. Um, and it's about a tree. I mean, it's a very noble, elegant tree. But it's a very beautiful tree, I'm assuming. Uh, how about the natural, number one, the natural and developed abilities of the performer? The sound, the voice, or the instrument? David's voice is very beautiful. Just very beautiful. But that's not enough. We can hear a very, the sound of a very beautiful choir, but that will take us about 10 seconds. And we need to hear more. We need to hear variety. We need to hear articulation. We need to hear the story that's coming. It's not enough to just be beautiful, or evocative, or dramatic. There has to be more. How about the timbre the sound of the voice? How about the quality of the singing we never get a sense. We never get a sense that we're worried about how David's going to do it. Uh, David sang the choir that I conducted. David did this, when he came to the University of Michigan, to do a master's degree. He was a tenor. And, and his voice was not so reliable that at that G, We always thought that his musicianship was okay, but it wasn't fantastic. He was just finished with his master's degree, and he went to this teacher and he said, I'm recording with a friend, that was head, where I just want to play quite just you give your opinion of it and he played himself this way. And his teacher listened so for a while, the teacher's story showed the tenor and said, let you sing if that's your voice. Because David had never had the courage to sing yet as a countertenor. He was always a high barricade on the tenor. Yeah. And then career took off. that was been called for just a few years premiering a big new opera in Santa Fe this weekend, actually. Um, because he found the right voice. He found his spot. I- I'm always, uh, this is parenthetical, but finding the right instrument for a young player is so important, isn't it? I'd be a terrible flute player, but I'm a Chinese pianist. And I can hear a singer who has taken a breath away and put him down on the wall. And it doesn't have to do with that. They just haven't practiced enough. That's not where their gift is. They don't live through their hands. They live through another out of so That's the Second, the repertoire. Um, that's a pretty good repertoire. How about the third, elegance or drama or brilliance or poignancy of the performance. Now, I'm going to just read this list and I'm going to listen to it again, but I'm, I'd love to hear your responses. How about dynamic shading? How about rubato and nuance? The 70s and, and we were looking at Renaissance music, the Baroque music, it was to do just what was on the page and no more crescendos and no because that was too romantic. Because we were all rebelling against those editions that had all the crescendos and all those minuendos in and we were rebelling against them and now, that's a pretty romantic performance. It's hard to imagine that Handel would not have loved <laughs> the, of the shady and communication Sorry, I'm in a coma. ...the greater theatrical composer. Hey. Sneak out of the well, how about tempo? To eclipse faster, so it would have been a different piece. To eclipse more work, it would have been a different piece. How about articulation? How about diction, enunciation? How well, about the understanding of the text? How about connection to the text? That's the difference. You can understand the text and not be connected to it. But to be connected to the text means that you live live it. It and communicate. Connection with the music and the musical language. Those somebody mentioned about the ornamentation. Feels very natural, feels uh, spontaneous. And communication by the performer, Julius, does, does, does it? And, and by the way, um, if it's compelling just from a CD, you can imagine what like a to see it live, or to see a video. Because we're visual, we're visual types. The longer we live, the more we're going to be visual types. The more that we're not going to be satisfied with that, we're going to want to watch it on YouTube. Clearly, I completely understand. I'd love to see the King Singer singing on YouTube. Just listen to it. There mm-hmm. are tons of performances that you can sing to. Okay, so let's listen to it again, can you can listen a little more critically, and, 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 and then I'll ask for the responses. Instruments that play the Boston Do you hear a lute? I hear a lute. Yes. Or a thero, well, which is like a, a long, extended lute. Mm-hmm. It would have been a harpsichord. It would have been a different piece. But it was a harpsichord. We have a choice. It could be an organ. Probably not any opera, because this is from the opera. Probably either a harpsichord or a or a lute. But the person chose, the conductor chose to do with a lute. Well, the lute has a sweeter sound. It connects more with the text, okay? Go ahead.
1: It's good Italian. Good Italian says, I love the vowels that consonants
0: yes. Vowels, vowels. That's good Italian. Vowels. I think the singer is the genesis of the sound of the orchestra thing, which is, I think what you're saying. Did you hear, to my ears, there is the very first note of every phrase goes. There's never, at least to my ears, there's never a sense that we are metronomically trapped in any sort of, it's underneath there. There is always a sense of fluidity, there's always a sense of of an inner pulse that is generating the sound that is completely flexible on the top. What about dynamic shaping? It's preparation means being beautiful somehow. Understanding of the text it seems to me like he understands the text and it seems to me like he's communicating that text to us. Yeah. is the the various notes
1: sounded like the notes again, you know, the high and low did sound like he's beeping up growing the down. Yeah,
0: they were all <laughs> at the same time. There was a sense of of evenness throughout the ring. It's not so easy to do, but why not? Why not make that a goal for the soprano so that the upper notes, so that the lower notes are always approached from the upper So that we don't, and I always say this to young singers, especially men singers, we don't have low notes, we don't have medium notes, we don't have
1: high notes, we have beautiful
0: notes. We have beautiful notes and beautiful notes and beautiful notes, but not low notes and medium notes and high notes. The same with soprano. We've begun to tell a story. We're engaged in that story. Just by changing the environment, oh, um, it doesn't have to be allowed to be going. My my son had a fantastic kindergarten teacher. Fantastic kindergarten teacher who never spoke lot well than this.
1: Who never spoke louder well than this. Never spoke louder like well than this as a kid.
0: This one was, and I want your to How you can listen with this list if you'd like to, or you can listen um, unencumbered by intellectual endeavor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I'd like to respond about what you like about it. About a compelling performance is silence. It is almost impossible to have a compelling performance where there isn't silence. Around. That struck me just as I heard the door click a few times. <laughs> because it brings us back to the real world. And compelling performances take us out of the new world. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, what did you hear in that performance? How many know sleep? Does Eric Whitaker sleep? A lot of us know that piece. Incredible balance, isn't it? And you hear every single note of that chord. Now, some of that might be manipulated in the studio, perhaps. I don't know the answer to that. But you hear from the lowest. So this, these speakers don't necessarily like this recording so much. But but the, you hear from the lowest to the very highest. And the balance that I love the most in this performance is that every one of those spicy chords exactly the way pitch projected. It's just so remarkable. Just remarkable. This is Stephen Layton and the, the group called Polyphony. I don't know, but I'm less than 24, maybe 16 or 20 or so.
1: My mother-in-law would say that it was ethereal, but we knew she was so. We still loved her.
0: <laughs> exactly, she's no longer with us, she's in ethereal, she's in heaven.
1: off so they can just kind of
0: back into a corner, you can feel the, it kept going. Yeah, yeah, there is a real sense of the line from the beginning to end, and, and, which is not so easy in a piece like this where everybody moves at the same time. So that's a wonderful inspiration to me in, in pieces that are like that. We tend to have, we have
1: a lot of church pieces like that where everybody moves at the same time. How do we engender
0: a sense of this So that it connects, it obviously has to do with valence and how much articulation there's consonants between. What else? So we've we've heard incredible. Anybody hear incredible intonation? It's fantastic.
1: It was beautiful, too. (laughs) Beautiful, too. Yeah. Beautifully matched. Of
0: course, I want to make it. Oh, it's from the UK. Where's, where's Tim so that I can make fun okay. The organist, Frank, who's here. <laughs> Tim. Tim Allen is the tool man. Well, in this case, he's the organist. Ether <laughs> Well, I use that in my car, on the other one. <laughs>
1: It's made from corn. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> to my ears, it's perfectly appropriate to this piece because of the nature of that text, which simply says, everything is playing in my mind, I to get rid of this, and I'm going to do it finely. Yeah.
1: that the repertoire you might love
0: the piece you might the piece. I be you can come down on both sides of that. who think the piece is not so great but people who just say it takes me to a place every time i hear it but i think we can all agree on the dynamic shape and balance the, the the appropriate use of articulation and not be over of articulation and, and the quite remarkable sense of of the dissonances being voiced in right way. okay let's listen to the next one which is a number four. I see dancing. I see those evil spirits. I have never felt of Satan being the voice of Superman. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but do you hear the
0: the sense of? that are imposed. in the most. But in the score, it might say, watch the video That because it has been videoed, and there's a theatrical element to it. The choir is arranged, in the shape of the cross, and the instruments across classified, and so forth. Um, I think this piece is compelling, simply by the nature of the piece. It doesn't, it doesn't let us, it, it, it surprises us so often. It doesn't let us just post. We don't know that piece well enough to be able to really critique the performances, the performers. But we— but it takes us to a place that we haven't thought of before. Okay, let's listen to the music. <laughs>
1: Is Craig L. Johnson was a second player. If that piano would have been a
0: tune, it would have been an piece. Because it took us to my, it took us to the Cabinet on the where the panel hadn't been tuned in
1: not just thing but they, like,
0: the cello I hadn't imagined that <laughs> before I hadn't imagined that harmonic change the reharmonization part through. so what about this sort of of thing can we take these sort of neurons and temporal choices and he could have chosen to do this with, instead of cello he could have chosen to do it with the violin what to do it. what can we take now when we go to our fires from this possibilities of side? I I'm almost struck by that. Might be an example, but they can do I would love for that sense of freedom and flexibility and a real identification with the words that we're projecting to the in our I love for them to tell a story, to take us to a place that the rehearsals. So, my parents perform worthy music. Okay, I don't care about the word of music, but like, it's, it's difficult. It doesn't mean that it's challenging music. It doesn't mean that it's new music. It doesn't mean that it's old music. It might be long, long but the dance music that they can do. As you build, particularly for young musicians, sing great delights, listen to great and watch great rehearsals, watch great movements,
1: watch great.
0: Great art music. Surround so yourself with the possibility to surround yourself with silence. I mean, you know Listen to great records. Watch great performances. we surrounded the possibilities kind of Critique generally less than stellar performances that we hear and say, Why did that not work? What would I do differently to make that come alive? There are no shortcuts. It doesn't just happen. We have to work hard. The plan has to reverse. With we'll focus on dedication and knowledge. Knowing that makes it happen overnight is a process. But I would encourage all of us to imagine the magic. most interesting, the flying, the very best. Dream more than you can ever possible imagine.